Martin, hi. Hi, Anthony. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Well, I'm slightly nervous that I'm sort of sat doing the recording thing considering I hate technology, but things we do for our friends, and uh, I don't know why I'm doing it for you. Right. Well, for those that don't know the famous Martin Price, uh, this is Martin Price. Hello again, Martin. Hi, Anthony. And I've known Martin for a very, very, very long time. Uh, arguably too long and uh, quite painful at times, and I've had some joy along the way as well. But what I'd like to do, Martin, because you're quite versed in business, let's say. So I'm going to talk to you about four topics, which is like... I don't want people to think I'm the next like a Richard Branson. When you say I'm versed in business, you mean I have a job? No, I mean topics, as in oh, okay. what you eat. Yeah, yeah, I eat too many of them. <laughs> and if, if business was a chocolate bar, then I'm very business. Um, so we've got four topics that we'd like to talk to you about. Mm. And uh, yeah, and we'll go straight through. No clipping, no editing. So please do not swear. Okay, that might be difficult, but go on. Right, good. Right, so Martin, let's do a quick bit of background. Working, business. I think one thing I think with business, everyone would love to be better at sales and bringing money into their company. Mm. Over the years, it's very hard to look at you and give you compliments. So I'll look away, which is not good for radio. Um, but arguably in our industry, one of the best or most revered Overperforming salespeople, probably not the easiest person to work with. No, I would say, or no, yeah, but <laughs> very successful in what you do. So, just to take us back a bit, when I first met you, you was working in technology distribution. Yeah, I've worked in AV now. So I did my A levels at school, and then I worked in a pub for a year. Um, and a lady called Michelle Giddens. We're allowed to mention people's names. Uh, I think she was a Yeah, she's Michelle was a, was a regular in the pub. And she said, have you ever thought of sales? And I said, yes. And here I am, sort of 28 years later, in, in audiovisual sales. And I met you, I think where... You were working for a manufacturer. I and was. I was and I was working at a, at a reseller. Originally as a reseller, that's right. Yeah, actually, yeah. I do remember, because I had to bring you, I think, lunch. Most of my appointments yeah. require people bringing me food. Right. And, uh, and then... We later ended up working together where you kindly agreed to join a business that we were that we that we'd started and yeah. we wanted to go and get what we thought was the best salesperson in the industry. Well prior to that, I was I was at a reseller, you were a manufacturer. Then I went to a distributor where you were the manufacturer to selling to through the distributor. Yeah. Was that um, when I fell down the stairs in Scotland? Yes. Yeah. Um that was right. And when I um yeah, the famous <laughs> um Chicken, chicken, and, chicken and co. But chicken and co. Chicken and, and co. Do yeah. you want extras? And I was given, <laughs> and I was given some chewing gum. Yeah, yeah that that famous story. Yeah. And then I worked at a distributor, and then I went to work for the company that you. Um, we won't mention their name. But no, we, went we won't to work because, because I think because they don't deserve it. But you. Uh, no, but I, I mean, we had a. I think we we were young ourselves and very successful and did really well. Uh, you can't define things by cars, but I think you only had to look at the car park to think actually for a long spell everyone was working really hard. I still had a people carrier. You did, because you fit in that. Correct. Um, and yeah, we, we did. Is it important uh, that we sort of create a persona for me? Because obviously people can't see me. I'm, oh yeah, they might be thinking I'm just insulting you randomly. Well, you are. You, you, well, I'm not. We well, are. Well, but I am. Well, I am. I, I suppose on the, on the scale you would say I'm probably attractive. Very, very, um, very attractive. I'm about... Two foot three. That's <laughs> so stupid. I am. Look, I am. I am six foot just, and I am probably about twelve stone. And I know they talk about 
athletic, cuddly. I'd probably put myself as athletic. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So carry on. Right. So that's to to, to help people. Yeah. yeah understand. Um, so the, from a business point of view, we were doing really well. Unfortunately, again, we won't. There's no need to go into it in great detail. But I think for generally for business people, we were learning on the go. We were the underdogs. Mm. We used to talk about like running into, you know, like surviving with lions when you're not the big guy, but you can still survive. Just run and grab a leg and I run do for think, hills. I do things differently. Yeah, which mm. we did. And always uh, avoiding buzzwords, but we were agile. So if, if a certain type of customer wasn't uh, available, for example, the obvious one is education shuts down for the summer. We walked around the pubs. We did. We did pub... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drinking. We went, we went round pubs, but we were selling like the big three-gun projectors. We were servicing them. Obviously, football was really taking off at the time in pubs, um, and we did. We walked around towns and well, wherever really. We just we but what we would never do. And I think good advice for anyone starting out or embarking in sales. Really, mm. we never ever sat around waiting for the phone to ring. Is that fair? Absolutely not. No. So we. So that was something very important to us. Was it, would, would there be anything advice-wise that you would give to someone embarking in sales? Being, so, I always think, I'll, I'll, help, I'll kick you off, because I know we had this conversation many times. We, I think, are like performers. You know, when you go to a meeting or you go and present on stage, mm. and I always felt like a, a very famous football guy once said to me about when he goes in the dressing room, before he steps in, he, 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 he subconsciously injects himself with energy and personality, so he walks in with a smile on his face and whatever he's got. Well, we said we we said all along, didn't we? That by the way, mm. by the end of this, surely they'll appreciate that I continuously interrupt absolutely everyone of all course. the time. Yeah, yeah. I have no inner monologue. I have. I'm full of behavioural difficulties, <laughs> so I will continuously interrupt him. And for that, I I don't even bother apologising anymore because I've been doing it for so long. But um, and there you go. I've forgotten what I was going to say. Uh, always get caught being yourself was the one yeah. you taught me. That's what you told me. Yeah, we always tried to do that, didn't we? But mm. obviously, but I think behind the scenes, everyone's got things they hide away and what have you. And I think in this, job, oh, that was no, that was it. The, yeah, that's the one thing, you, and we're going to come onto this a bit later. And obviously, is that you are putting on a show. Yeah. I mean, I'm very much myself because a lot of the stuff that I have is my gift. I don't, I haven't been trained really. There's certain stuff I have learned from people along the way, absolutely. But yeah. me dealing with people is is normal for me. But um, you definitely still do have to. If you're having a bad day, um, if you're having a good day, it, it can be just as detrimental, by the way. But if you're having a bad day, you still have to put that show on. So that injection of right. And the thing is, even if you're having an all right day, you still put a show on. If you're having a bad day and then you have to put the show on, it's, it's, it wears you out. It can wear you out. It's, it's diff yeah. that, we're going to come on to that later on. But that, that can wear you out because you really do put that show on. That yeah, performance. I think, I think you do. I think you're right there because even like if you're doing exhibitions as well, which we, I mean, like pat ourselves on the back. I just think we worked hard. So if we if we ever went to exhibitions, we we paid all that money to get there. We yeah. were the underdogs, but I always felt that. Well, obviously, I could I could, if you like, hang on your coattails because you're one of the most confident people I've ever met in terms of perception, anyway, and just get out and talk to people. Do you remember we used to put the stool that you rest on, and we sat it outside our mm. exhibition stand, probably the best thing we ever did, because everyone was tired and went and sat there, and then we could engage with yeah, people. Yeah, and just go and grab people. You, you don't spend all that money and then just be sitting and wait for people to come to you. And, and you know, You've got to look inviting, otherwise a lot of people won't come anywhere near you. Yeah. 
So yeah, so there's a bit about the background and our industry and uh, as part of that, I wanted to, because the topics I've got here, which is our overriding podcast about business, sports, and then a bit of stress and coping and what we do to, to chill out. But would it be okay if we come on to in a sec, Martin, it's gonna take a quick pause. I want to talk about some of the challenges that I think for maybe the last 20 plus years I've known you, you've covered up mainly. Mm. And I'm going to just have a little quick think about that and come on to it in a second. So, Martin, welcome back. I'll try and get a bit closer to the mic if we can. Um, so this is great, I think, to do because uh, one of the big things that all the reasons we're... A camera on us as, <laughs> as we're recording, like... A Christmas number one. We're both, <laughs> both very close to this microphone. Go on, carry on. Am I allowed to say? I, I don't want to say anything insulting. No, go on, carry on. Um, yeah, so uh, I think it's good for people. Like, I'll give you one vulnerable thing from my point of view. When obviously things went wrong with sport and other things that were going on at home, and I didn't realise for many, many years that I was dyslexic. So I remember do it filling in. I had to do. Do you remember yet? When you I've had, always known you're stupid. <laughs> but when I had my first kind of business job, I had to fill in. Yeah. Uh, obviously, handwrite the the CV, mm. not just print it. And I remember writing like a doctor to try and cover up, thinking I don't even know what ones are correct or not. Like you say, it could be that it's just an intelligence thing. However, we did later on discover that it was actually dyslexia that it was it was uncovered. So that's kind of something I always hid. That was a vulnerability. I don't think covered I, up. You know what I mean? Right? I don't. I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever really hidden anything. I've hidden. Mm. I don't think I've ever really hidden my behaviour because I think it's been obvious to everybody else, but it hasn't been obvious to me. So, but I have, I have definitely hidden some of the other things that I do. As I've got older, I've got worse. I've never been diagnosed with anything. Um, maybe I should. Although, although recently I spoke to Staffordshire MPFT um, as part of going for some counselling, and um, he said that a lot of the stuff is to do with OCD. Um, I've been told I've probably got ADHD, and I've been told I might have a mild form of autism. But I mean, I know we all appear on the spectrum to a certain extent. But like, for example, like we, we start early with the business one. It's like people will say that I'm lazy and I don't like doing paper. Now that is true. I don't, mm -hmm. and, and you know that because yeah. you tried to get me to do it. But the big thing is, and it's difficult to explain to people, and they won't understand. I say they won't understand. Maybe this is normal. I don't. I don't even know, right? So here I am talking about it, and actually, maybe other people's. I don't know. I, 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 sometimes you think you're the only one in the world that has the problems. But like, if it's not in my routine of doing that paperwork, I can't do it. Yeah. So if I'm asked to do, if I'm asked to do it for the first time, or if I'm, if I don't do it, then when I'm asked to do it, I literally sit there and I, I can't do it. Yeah. I but can't get it into my head to do a form or a new whatever it might be. But your routine is something, of, of course I know, and you do a lot of things you don't realise. I probably do as well, but I think you do have some standout things of, you know, when your brain takes you to a certain place, you start doing certain things which are quite regular. Mm. Um, and as you get to know you over the years, we I certainly have recognised them. So I would know, for example, if you were getting stressed out, I probably know if you're getting stressed out before you know you're getting stressed out. Probably. Start pulling my eyebrows out. Yeah. And folding <laughs> tea towels. And... Yeah, so people going like that. Why are they making those strange comments? Yeah. That, that, those are actually things that I do. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but but what I was going to say is that actually when you look at some of these, uh, like you say, uh, or behaviours that could be linked to spectrums or labels or whatever. Um, oh, what, no, Commodore, was it? It was a spectrum. Okay. Um 
And uh, actually, if you look at some of the most successful people in history, aren't they all a little bit kind of, they've got something special going on. If you look at sport, nearly every great sports person ever was, dare I say it, like I said, it, I could go out and recruit yes. people. <laughs> No, I'm not allowed to say mental. No, but I I can call myself mental. No one can tell me. No, I can't tell you. I call myself mental. But what I'm trying to say is that if you look at certainly in sport, and actually it's been proven in business that you know they're not this kind of rolled out perfect individual. Even in academy football, a lot of the people that are just you know they they lots of players that are similar. If you were to roll me out, I'd be massive. Um, roll you down, deal. Um, no, literally, if you rolled me like a, with a rolling pin, I'd be huge. Oh yeah. Yeah, you could use me at Glastonbury. Just my huge tent. Mm. Um, but you, but you know, I think some of that which you see in you is actually one, it defines you, and two, is part of your success when mm. you've done really well. Is because the very things that some might criticise you for or think is a bit unusual or not the same as everybody else, those are the very things that I think have brought you success. And I knew recruiting you that it wasn't going to be easy and actually it proved that that was the case. You're not an easy person at times. No, I get it. We've all got issues and things, but Mm. as employees, for example, go, you're not the most textbook employee, but I, I don't think George Best was the best or easiest person to manage and coach along with another... 30 examples across all sports it's almost like the most flamboyant the most challenging are the ones that are the most creative uh, like musically or sportingly or and I think in your case in business so maybe something that I think it is but but it's worth talking about because some could really yeah. struggle and hide these sort of things do you think you agree or yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so let's take you on to do you want me to go into more detail about yeah. like what I do yeah, uh, well, only, but this is going to go out to everybody, so okay. I don't want to... I've told most people, I don't care anymore. Go on I, then, I, come on then. I, 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 so I, I and, I, and I, recently, because of this year, I've, I've actually gone, for the first time ever, I'm actually going to try and have some counselling, which I've never had before, which a lot of people I think have always told me I should go for, but I've always been a bit scared. Uh, definitely, I suppose, male pride, I don't need to, and also I didn't think I've got a problem. Just thought I was a bit loud. Uh, but I, I, you know, but I, I have, I have very. So I, I do pull my eyebrows out. Yeah, um, I, have, I have through some of the things. I've got certain twitches in my face. I think it looks like most time why I'm sort of look like I'm off my head because I'm twitching or I'm still mm-hmm. whatever I'm doing. And and I, do you know what the biggest thing is? I think a lot of it might come down to because I've always put myself as a very very confident person, and I still believe myself. I am confident, so I'll get up and stand in front of an audience, or I'll sing karaoke, and I'll, I'll um, you know direct an audience to, to it. I can be at a karaoke evening or on stage and I can I can hold the evening, I can be the the, the entertainer, no problem. But then I it's when I'm on my own I worry about things like that. and I, anxiety I always thought anxiety was a word which meant you were anxious. Which I, I know that sounds of course it does mean that. But then for me being anxious meant I was perhaps nervous in a public place or and it's not that. There's so many different facets, so many different areas to it. So I I think that a lot of my stuff is down to anxiety. Some, maybe I care too much. I, I, I worry too much. And that, those are lots of things that I have. And by the way, you also just know that I'm, my head flicks from here to there because I'm going from one thing to another. But but yeah, I do. So I thought it was down to anxiety. But I have certain things that I used to do. So I, for example, I never used to be able to drive up my road until I'd seen in my rearview mirror a car go past one way and then the other way on the main road. To the point that I've sat there for a couple of minutes on my road waiting mm-hmm. for it to happen. Um, 
little things. Uh, the, 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 the weirdest one, and it, and it gets to the point where, like now, whenever I, for example, now, I had issues with my son being ill this year and, and it made it even worse. So like if I see an ambulance go past or I drive past someone who's broken down on the road, or if ever I see an answer about the big C word, I can't say because I'm not allowed to, because if I do it means I'll get it and I'll die. And that's how my head works. I have to say, I hope you're okay. I hope you're all okay. Um, and I have to do that all the time. And if I don't, it now gets to the point where if I don't, it means that me, I will get the big C and die. Or one of my friendly, friends and family will. It just drives me mental. The, the, the one that drives me mental more than anything, which is the most bizarre one, which people are now going to listen to this and laugh their head off because I am actually mental. And I'm mm. going to say it because it is ridiculous. But I'm going to say it. So I will count things. And they have to add up to 8, 16, 32, 64, 128. Um, eight times table, don't know why. Um, to the... To the point that I didn't think I'd live past my 32nd birthday and I'm terrified to get to my 64th because I think I'll die. Um, so I'll count stuff. So, and, and like, for example, it's even when you speak to this. So an eyebrow is five. <laughs> like, yeah, of course it is. Mine. Your eye, or the eyeball, is eight. But then if I take it all around it, it's 13. So... I won't even go into the, 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 the mechanics as to how I add that up. It's just crazy enough that I even have to. But then when I count it, now it has to add up to, add up to 32, 64, multiples of eight. But then that's progressed even more so now that if something adds up to 64, I can't leave it there because I think that means I'll die at 64. So what I do now is I have to keep going until it gets to like around the 90 or 100 mark, which means I'll live till I'm that age, which is just absolutely ridiculous. But I... Whether they're coping mechanisms to things that have happened to me in the past, I don't know. Because I'm not talking about everything on this. Because no, of course, don't, but, don't. But, but like whether they're coping coping mechanisms, I don't know. Don't know what it is, but it is mental and it drives me mental. So I am going to sort of speak to someone about it, see if is it all part of the anxiety. I can speak to someone. I had a conversation. I just left a voicemail for one of my mum's friends' sons the other day about something we were doing. And about two days after, I suddenly went, oh, and, and then it's, it's, it's been eating me up ever since because I'm worried that the message I left didn't sound right. So little things like that can drive me mental and I'll think about it all the time. And you, you'll do this with, with me, Martin, over the years. Like, we could say anything to each other, right? Mm. I mean, we've been in situations, let's say, of vulnerability between us, mm. obviously, over the years. Arguably, the, the one of the most closest people to me. And you sort of, you know, so so I, you get to know a lot of the, a lot of the the things, and like you say, we both of us and everyone else would would have things in their background that you wouldn't necessarily still be comfortable with disclosing, if you like, because it makes us more vulnerable. But for you to go over these things, is it fair, like that you, you know, you've put on a front for many years, but I think maybe because in recent times you've had some other really big blows, let's say. Mm. Uh, and that's kind of now brought some of those other things that you've always not kept away or hidden, as you say, but it's kind of accelerated all of it and brought it all to yeah, a... Yeah, yeah it, it did. And then this year, what happened to me, so I, I lost my wife this year. She didn't die, um, insert joke. Um, she didn't die. She, we separated. She left me, um, which I found really, really difficult. I think not being with her is the right thing because she wasn't very good for me. But I'm not very good on my own. I've got three 
amazing children who without them <clears throat> I wouldn't be here. So mm. they're amazing. And my parents and my brother, you know, my family are great, my friends, I've got take you have to be, you know, for example, you're in like years ago, I, I when we weren't as close. Mm. You wouldn't have seen like this because I wasn't open enough to you. Now no. I, I say and do what I want because you know. But you tell me I've changed, right? Yeah, you have changed. Yeah, so yeah. we're talking about being vulnerable. Yeah. I wasn't perfect. No, uh, we, we've both changed massively. When we, and when I've we changed. Friends and we had a fallout. Well, not a fallout, we grew apart. Well, because of third-party people. Yeah. But I know as well back then because I was so stressed out. I knew I was losing my home. I was Everything yeah. I'd worked for was falling you apart. so much going on. And I was angry. You were angry. I was angry, and, and, and I know and I, I was. And, and both of us now, our relationship is yeah. so much better now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's different. We've, we've, we come together and we just ex- you just accept yes. each other and you're open. Including the vulnerabilities. And it and makes everything yeah, so much yeah, better. Yeah. It makes everything so much better. But that, yeah. So that, that's something which I've, I find difficult. I mean, this year, uh, so with my wife, my son was exceptionally ill. Um, he um, had Crohn's, but he was never... He was diagnosed, but he was never in remission from the point, and then he ended up in hospital, which was really difficult. I sort of watched him just degrade in front of me uh, and, and, and get worse and worse. And eventually, I will mention, oh, I've just forgotten my bloody name now, which is terrible, but the lady, the IBD nurse team at Stafford Stoke Hospital. Oh, that's right. I remember you saying uh, about were, that. Without them, my son wouldn't be here. Yeah. So they are amazing. And um, yeah, so that, so that was difficult. And then and then my mum wasn't well, not recently, that wasn't good. And so I've been, I found it really difficult. And then you sort of sit down and you think, okay, well, am I just feeling sorry for myself? Or am I actually just finding things difficult? And the first time ever I was finding things exceptionally difficult. I was doing a lot of talking to myself. And I, I'd never actually think about, you know, the worst things, but, but you t- I talked about it a lot just because I found myself talking to myself quite a lot. Um, and I've got close friends, one of my friends from Litchfield who, also went through separation because when you've been with someone for 26 years and you lose them good or bad you have to deal with being on your own so you've been amazing Tony as you know and then I've got other friends who really sort of pushed me to the counselling because he'd done it so that that's helping and I'm sort of on the on the change now I've, I've Gonna, I've, you've pushed me into exercise, haven't you? Which yeah, I mean, I've got that into my I, obsessive I, I wanted to try and, if I may, because I do think you're in a much better place. Sometimes you don't realise it. I know with myself when we've had, as a family, I've had loss, and I saw, even with you know my family members, everyone that copes with things in different ways. But certain family members, I think, you know, didn't manage to find ways in life of you know making life even worth being around um and when you can see that happening to someone close to you you start to think of ways in which you might be able to help mm. if you can um and I, and I and i remember with with you we sort of sat and went through well i've i've actually i've got them written down there were six big topics um and one and one of them one of the big things was well probably two things as well as the six the t- two things, one was the exercise. Mm-hmm. There's always, you know, you can get out and walk, and I think you found that really useful, yeah, right? Yeah, loving it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, up, rather than being stuck in the house and mulling everything over and being in a dark room, just to get that fresh air and movement, I think has mm-hmm. really... No, it's really helped massively. Made a big difference, hasn't like, it? Like, but not only like have I lost diet to lose weight, which is great, but I um, psychologically, how much you tell me, it's mental. I mean, a lot of people would say, well, of course it will. Well, I, I know it isn't obvious to me that would help my psychological state, but like, it's ridiculous how much I've turned the corner because of that. Absolutely yeah. unbelievable. And what I think, and one of the others, as in the overriding, was um, we come up with this thing about 
saying yes. So when whenever every fibre in your body wants to say no... I didn't want to get out of bed, did I? Yeah. So it's when people are asking you, do you fancy doing this or do you fancy going to this concert or to this football match or mm. to... Uh, you, you just force yourself, to train your brain and kind of have that fight with yourself to say yes... Not quite as far uh, but, as Jim Carrey and Yes Man, but but not far off. Yeah, because yeah. I, I mean, there was that one day, my darkest day, when you were on the phone, weren't you? Yes. And I yeah. got home, and I sat in the dark and just lay on my bed on my own. That's the one that obviously, yeah, of course, that was what the one that worried me the most, mm-hmm. and that was where, well, we, yeah, that was, and that just just shows how vulnerable, yeah. blimey, that we all are, uh, and and hopefully, and that's not to say like you hit that day. And then you're not going to have dark days after that or bad mm. days, whatever you. But I think that certainly was a low point, let's say. Mm. And fingers crossed, you know, we've, you've got enough around you to, you know, to work your way from there. But what, but of the six things, I mean, I've got them written here, was for you to remind yourself that you're in control. Which I think is fair to say, which you, you are in control now, like mm. with the exercise. Mm. You know, you, you, you're, you're, you're dictating what's going on now. Um, and you're getting better, and there's no one or anything can stop you now in with your with with life going forward. Um, we we sat that day and we said if you look around, like there is the thing of everyone's got something going on. I think if you look, and that uh, I know it's like every whatever it is going on to every individual is relative to them. No one's thing is more bad or worse than the next person's mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and I know if you look at suicide, three out of four men our age, we're banging that gap. For, it's, mm. That's the biggest rate. And then I think to myself, like you say about things you think about, I think, so what about the one in four that's the woman then? You know, so, it, you know, there's always like, that's kind of the way my brain works, but but we know it is, for men in particular, it's hard to be vulnerable like this and open up and speak. I think, I think a lot of people are in, maybe in the same, my thing is like, I, thought, I wasn't embarrassed to, talk to my people who I knew about maybe how I felt. Like I remember when I actually made the call to the doctors to ask for an appointment, not even to talk about anything, was one of the hardest things I've ever done. It was like I was admitting yeah. defeat, but also I felt amazing once I've done it to know that maybe I've just started on the right path. But just yeah. making a call to book an appointment with the doctors to what it yeah. was, I broke down and I found it really difficult. And And, and it's not because I was worried about Oh, I'm a man and I shouldn't. I'm not saying that's wrong. But yeah. That's how I know a lot of people do think. There is a little bit of male pride kicks in about how you sh- you feel you should deal with things in a particular way, even though it's not something you would normally do. Yeah. You feel like you should because there's some kind of pressure. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's me- fine. Social media is brilliant and it's yeah. terrible. So one thing it's brilliant for, I've got three kids and I used to say to my children, there's, there's black idiots, white idiots, Asian idiots, gay idiots. Just avoid the idiots. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Why yeah well, well, my thing was always... There's good and bad in everyone, in everywhere, in every religion. There's good and bad. So, so that yeah. is, and I, I, that's why I don't worry about how I speak to people because I speak to everybody the same. Yeah. But social media is amazing because what it's done is it has made people become more accepting of different races, different religions, different groups of people, and that is amazing. Yeah. It's ruined a lot of things because people now are in the public, they're in the eye all the time. You're always seen. You can't get away from abuse or or bullying or anything like that, which which worries me having kids and yeah. grandkids. Because you are, and, and we've got a generation. We've got a generation of people who are so body conscious it's, that it's a worrying. Yeah. Because we wanted to just be in the pub at seventeen. Um, now they all want to look and be healthy, which is great. 
but not if it's an obsession to the point that you're not doing it for yourself, you're doing it because you feel that you have to, because you're constantly under the spotlight. So that kind of stuff worries me. But I, um, as a man, I was, I was just worried to have a man. I was worried to, I just didn't want to be a burden. Do you, do you think like, you know, you said there... And I felt, I felt a bit, I did feel a bit weak. Yeah. Just so like, so my wife's left me and I'm, and I'm crying. What a baby. Um, I did feel like that. Uh, I did find it, I did find that difficult. It's like, well, you should be over it by now, bloody hell. The truth is, I was I was never hundred percent happy through my marriage, which I'm not going to go into the reasons as to why. But I wasn't. But I stuck. I stayed in it, and I think that was perhaps part of my routine as well. It's like it's easy just to stay in what I've got because this is my life. I think it was you, Tony, who said to me, told me about the story of the lady at Auschwitz when the British came to liberate her. Yeah, we we went and visited there, and and the, the, we were told a story. I think they call it. There is some syndrome. I think it's like Stockholm. Lock, Stockholm is it? Yeah. yeah that's, um, that's that's. She felt safer, ironically, in that environment, and she she that when they opened the gates, she didn't leave. Yeah, and prisoners prisoners suffer it massively. Yeah. So they're they're frightened to leave the system. Um, and I and I said to you, man, I, and I hope you don't mind me saying this. I think this is for anybody because we all have challenges in 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 life and relationships and what have you. But one thing, as I've got older, that I'm absolutely adamant about is my home is my safe place. Yeah, I. I got to the point where I didn't want to go home. And that, that's got to be, you know, the, the one place where you're desperate to get to it because it's the most happy place, the, the place where you can relax the most, where you've got that equal energy from everyone that's, that's in there. And that, that, for me, I don't know, is that, no, I, that's, I, I, that's I, important, I, I think. I actually got to the point where I didn't want to go home. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, and it shouldn't be like that. Now I've, my house is brilliant. My three kids are around all the time. My grandkids come around. It feels like a house. It feels like my home. My kids are brilliant, apart from they don't do the washing uh, or they don't do the jobs I've asked them to do. They're still a pain in the backside then, even at 25. And if they are listening to this, then great. I'm glad I put it on there. <laughs> um, but now my house, yeah, I do. I go back and I feel comfortable. I feel safe. I feel like I want to go home. So you've got that. Which... Yeah, I've got that. Which is, which yeah. is and, that, and my, my stress levels, now I'm not in the situation I was in, are better because... I don't, I don't have the worry. I don't. I, I'm getting used to being on my own a bit more. So I, I've never really been in a situation, not anybody's fault other than my own, really, that I would. I don't have to look at my phone. I don't have to worry what time I'm back. I don't have to because I'm not, I'm doing what most people probably have done a lot, but I haven't. So I'm, I'm getting used to being on my own. I'm still not hundred percent there, but I've definitely turned a corner psychologically and an exercise. I can only really massively put it down to the fact that. I've got, do you know what it is as well? I think because I've got so much to concentrate on, which I know is good for me. Well, we're also, we're digging out your demons to use it for, in our, for our advantage, which is the, the, the things you do that are habit. I've, yeah, and I've, 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 so, so I've, I've got an addictive personality. So I've done drugs in the past and, and I shouldn't. I've, I drink, I've drunk too much in the past and I shouldn't. I've ate too much. I still do, but I'm, I'm getting better. <laughs> um, no. And I mean the food, by the way. Um, so, so yeah, I've done all that. I'm not frightened to admit that. My kids know that. Uh, don't know if my mum and dad know that, but they do now. Um, but I'm not frightened to admit that I've, I've done that in the past, to, and I've done that because, one, I've got addictive personality, two, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, uh, and three, I think, to, part of coping with things as well, probably a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so now to have exercise in my... I always used to say I'm addi- I've, been, I've been addicted to everything but exercise... Yeah, so, and now I really we've want, got there. Now I really like to do that all the time, so that's brilliant. But it, it's just mad how 
I just never thought for one minute that just doing a lot of exercise every day. But I feel like I've accomplished something. I feel really good when I've finished doing a walk or I did a 14-mile walk. I did 44 mile the other week, which was great. I felt great about that. And I did a 14-mile walk and, and I felt great after it. And that was brilliant. So, but not only that, just self, but just in general, it's just made my headspace feel a lot better. So, yeah, I'm really pleased with that. I'm really pleased with that. Well, on that topic, I think there's a couple of things I want to cover with you before we finish. But uh, And if you're hearing this, of course, it's gone out on air because I'm going to double check with you afterwards, Martin. If this doesn't go out on air, then it will only be us to hear it. But the, the reason I'm saying that is, is because, you know, I've know, I know pretty much everything you've just said, of course. Um, and for me, it's what's right for you. So if you feel this is no, crack on. helping you or it's going to, uh, I mean, I, I, it's nice to know you think someone else somewhere out there could listen to this and be a bit further back than you in that recovery spell and think, right, you know, actually well, I've people, it's... I've had people share their experiences with me this year while I've not been feeling good, and it helped me just to know, because I sit there thinking, you're, you're mental, what, what on earth is wrong with you? And, so and when you hear people have these conversations, and you hear famous people talk about it, and they go, oh, you're an inspiration to me, nothing else. It's, like, it's not about that, it's just about, for me, what made me feel great was to think, oh my God, so actually, the way I'm feeling right now, so we spoke to your friend, Terry... Yeah, Terry, God love him. Who had gone through a separation. Yeah. And to hear that he also had a long road to recovery and that it took time, I was thinking... Because all I used to think was, bloody hell, your missus is after you, bloody hell, get over it. And I used to think that everyone else was thinking that. Yeah. So to hear that other people are... That other people struggle and that other people have some of the idiosyncrasies that you have, or not quite as mental as me, but I've never met anyone... Yeah. I've never met anyone quite as weird as me yet, but there will be out there and there are other people that might be thinking... Oh God! I'm, I'm, and then if they listen to this and they go, I don't know. You hear this so many times, don't you? If they listen to this and they go, Oh yeah, other people struggle. He's a really strong man, and he's that's not what I'm here doing. Uh, for me, it'd be like if other people listen to this and go, Oh my God! So other people do have weird. I'm not the only one that's got things like that. So okay, yeah. So I don't need to beat myself up about that then so much. I can concentrate on other things because those things, like other people have weird things yeah. that they do. Then great. And selfishly, it's, it's helping me. Which I think is really important. That's what I've found is when you, if you see your, your story helping someone else, I think it's great for your own well-being as well. So, well, a lot of people, a lot of my friends, you included, have said, and including my neighbours, he knows who I'm talking about because um, he says I'm not his friend, I'm his neighbour. <laughs> you know, who I'm talking about. I don't know if I'd say his name. Um, then, um, what was I saying? See, yeah, um, I've said that they can see physically see the difference. Yeah, in me that I've turned a corner that I just seem yeah, and I, and I felt it, and it's and it's yeah, definitely directly from talking, having great people I can speak to, and if you haven't got great people you can speak to, there are great people you can speak to because I've reached out to the NHS and did it, right? Um, then um, I've you can, the exercise has been the main thing that has helped me turn that corner. Brilliant, right, Martin? On this little note, I think there's only one left. One thing left to do, which is, should we do a man cuddle? Yeah. Come on, let's go. Is this the end of it? it well, we're near the end. I think we should talk a bit about football. But okay, give me a cuddle. That was very brave, mate. Yeah. I know the cliches and that, but that's 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 hard. So congratulations. Let's hope that it helps someone. Yeah. And well, and it's helping you as well. Right. We'll be back.
Right, so Martin, we've had the cuddle. Mm. All good. We're... Is, it, is it slightly concerning that you said we were going to have a cuddle and then we paused, which means I don't know how long we were going away. <laughs> which means a lot of them are going to wonder that, what, what have, happened. Did they have more than a cuddle? <laughs> and actually, the fact that I'm now single and you're a really close friend to me, are there other ways in which you're helping me through the situation? Well, it's needs must, mate. Yeah, needs must, no, no, no. whatever's just required. Uh, so yeah, after just that cuddle, um, only leaves me to say thank you, Martin. Uh, again, compliments are hard uh, for a lot of people to do, especially in my world, um, where uh, even for me, I quite like actually people laughing and joking and what have you. But let's be honest, uh, um, there's a lot of things that are going on in our life sometimes, and it's good to good to talk. Sorry for the cliche, but we will come back because there's other things that you and I share now. One is you got me into cooking, which I absolutely... Well, we need to do another one of those, don't we? Because we have yeah. to mention the cooking. Because food is my obsession. Yeah, so when we get into the cooking, I mean, my word, you're going to... This gonna... will be two hours. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's yeah. a, it's an it's a absolute yeah. fe- feature length. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so you got me into cooking, and it's now it's, I would say, one of my main hobbies. It's where I go, shut the door, uh, and, and get, get creative, and, uh, and I can thank you for that. And we'll go into some of the stuff we've learned along there. Of course, you've got your... You're involved in football as well with your son from a Sunday league perspective. Some yep. of that I love listening to because... Sabs are blue it. Sabs are blue it. Wolves uh, Which is quite funny, actually, some of the stories yeah. to know that these things are still going on. And Yeah, we can definitely do another football one. So we've got lots of football and you with Wolves and the mm. ups and downs of that journey mm. as well. Which uh, And if, if you don't know Martin, I think once you see an image, maybe you'll spot him at Molyneux. Uh, he's quite easy to, you know, he's... Or not be able to see around me. Yeah, what? Yeah, I mean, I'm, obviously I'm referring to your height, of Correct. course. He's, Martin is quite a, a tall fella, so they, hence there's a bit of basketball somewhere in the background, yeah, yeah, uh, which well. I have to also beat you at. Uh, yeah, you won't. No, I will. I think you find I will. You're, um, you um, didn't succeed in football and you won't <laughs> Tell me that one's for you. Um, and um, and uh, you won't beat me at basketball. Okay, no, but um, I will. No, I, I will. I will beat you. So, Martin, thank you very much. We'll we'll wrap this up, and uh, I'm sure we will be hearing from you again. And on that note, should we go and eat something healthy? Yes, definitely. Love it.